0: You're listening to the Mental Detox Podcast, and I am your host, Leslie Flores. Hey guys, welcome back. One question that I hear a lot with a lot of the clients that I see is, how can I control my mind? And I think at some point, we always end up asking ourselves this question, how can do I control my mind? And the answer, well, you can't really control your mind. I know like that's a bummer, Um, but we can't control our mind. However, you can learn how to manage your mind. And today I want to share with you how managing our mind is much like an astronaut training to go to space. I know. They probably have nothing to do with each other, but they are totally very, very, very alike. So I want to share that with you today. And I don't know how many of you have seen the series Away on Netflix. I think it came out sometime last year. I don't remember when, but it's super, super interesting. And this series is about, you know, a group of astronauts who have been selected to go on a mission to Mars, not to the moon, not just to go to space. They are on a mission to travel to Mars. And as you know, going to Mars, you know, in this case, is very different than just traveling to the moon because they are going deeper into space. So that means they're going to be traveling for longer. So their bodies were going to suffer the consequences of not being in gravity and just being in the in the space shuttle. So going deeper into space meant, you know, longer time and a deeper effect on their bodies and on their minds. So it got, it was so severe because I believe they were traveling for about nine months. And it was so severe that one of them actually lost her mind and when i say that i mean she lost touch she lost sense of reality and was having all kinds of hallucinations so the effects that that traveling at that you know in that gravity in that space really affected, really impacted how she saw the world and how, you know, she was processing information and her body was really, really feeling it. So one thing that caught my eye when I was watching this series is that, and I think they made a comment about it. They knew, like the crew knew that those things were going to happen. They knew probably not, you know, not everyone was at the same risk of developing that kind of response, but everyone, the crew members, they all knew, they were all aware that this could potentially happen to them. So they had already practiced some skills before, right? They had already prepared way in advance of, you know, what to do in case something like this did happen. And that's the part that really, really caught my eye. Whenever we think of any, you know, space mission or, you know, space shuttle, any, you know, anything related with astronauts, we always kind of go to, you know, we relate that to being in space. Of course, it's like, it's the one thing we remember. And the public mostly pays attention to when an astronaut is actually in space. But in reality, You know, an astronaut spends only a fraction, like a minimal fraction of their career in space because the majority of their time is spent in training and supporting other missions. And it's so interesting how the recruitment process goes because they would usually, like NASA usually receives over 18,000 applicants and over the course of time, they start narrowing it down, you know, after interviews and a bunch of screenings and just this long process. And after, when they're done doing all of their screenings, they end up with about 50 people that get pre-selected for whatever program they're working in. So 18,000 gets cut down to about 50 people, right? The most qualified, the most, you know, the ones that, are in my, in my own words, the ones that are most coachable, the ones that are willing to learn the most, the ones that are willing to actually reframe, you know, their thinking, reframe their physical resistance and actually learn from the experience that they're about to embark on. Anyway, going back to the series, going back to, to a when this woman is, you know, completely losing her mind, um, losing that sense of reality and really going through the effects that being deep into space was having in her physical body and in her mind and the response that the rest of the crew had toward it because they were expecting it is actually how we should Always treat any crisis we go through, any issue that we face, any adversity. Because when we are prepared and when we know how to manage our mind way in advance, we don't have to suffer the consequences of the stress when we are in the midst of the chaos or the crisis. Let me say that again. So, when this happened, when when the crew in in the series, in a way, saw what was happening to one of the of the crew members, they knew how to manage it because they had prepared way in advance. There were no surprises; like they knew that they have you know within their training, they have a team of people that actually foresees all of these tragedies and all this chaos and all the crisis that can possibly arise so that they can prep for them. So when this happened, their training did not allow for any kind of surprise that would throw them off their game. They were prepared. They were prepared because they practiced in the calm. They were practicing when there was no crisis happening they were able to practice their skills they were able to not just practice them but master their skills so that when the conflict came about and 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 they had to face this conflict they wouldn't have to pull the solution out of their sleeve cuz they knew how to manage it and that that is the difference between controlling versus managing our mind. We don't want to control our mind. We want to learn how to manage it. Because when we when we want to control, we bring in resistance. Because we want to win over, you know, whatever is happening. We we bring in resistance. So we have to have this bigger control so that our mind does what we want it to do. And there's a lot of resistance. There's a lot of conflict whereas when you learn how to manage your mind you allow for some discomfort you allow for the things that don't feel too good to just happen to come and go you allow for the the nasty feelings you allow for the heavy emotions that don't feel too good but they're still there you don't resist You allow all the feels and and you make room for any kind of discomfort that's coming up out of any situation. And when we're trying to control, we don't want to feel. We don't want to feel. We avoid it. We resist it. And then we end up bottling it in and exploding at some point. So controlling our mind is not possible. We can't control our mind, but we can learn how to manage it. And when you learn how to manage your mind, everything shifts into perspective. Absolutely everything. We want to learn how to manage our mind in the calm so that when the conflict comes up, you don't even have to go into, you know, this stressful mode of what am I going to do? Because you already have solutions pre-packaged. You already know what things you can pull out of the bag and actually apply during that moment to help diffuse the situation. Managing allows for discomfort and applies the skills that you've already learned through your practice, through your time of preparation. That is what makes the difference whenever you're going through something difficult. And when you go to therapy, one thing that I always explain to my clients is that therapy has a process, okay? When you go to therapy, probably the first couple of weeks, you're going to feel so good, so, so, so good. You're probably going to think that you don't need to go to therapy anymore (laughs) because you feel really good. Then a couple of weeks go by and you start to feel really, really, really bad. Like it gets so worse, worse before, you know, you even started to go to therapy. And then it feels so, 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 so worse. And then you start to feel a little bit better, just a little bit better. And when you start to feel a little bit better, you learn how to manage your emotions. You learn how to handle, you know, conflict. You learn how to manage your life. And then things don't feel as bad anymore. And that's really what life, you know, what life is about. That's what it comes down to when we talk about managing our mind. We want to be able to feel all the worst things that we can feel without resisting to them so that we know ourselves, so that we know, you know, what our mind is capable of producing and, you know, what it means to feel things in our body, without trying to resist it, without trying to avoid it, without trying to control it. And then when you get to know yourself in that, you know, in that aspect, you learn how to manage them. You you learn what to do, where to place those difficult emotions, where to place those difficult thoughts, and you learn to see them for what they are. You know, thoughts are not facts. Thoughts are information. You know, feelings aren't, You know who you are, they're not your identity, they're not the entire picture, but they're information, information that you want to grab and the information that you want to use going forward. So, managing your mind gives you that freedom to see things without trying to resist, without trying to avoid, and it gives you the information you need to make an informed decision to move forward but you cannot do that when you are in the midst of the crisis you can't do that when you are already when you already feel like you've lost your mind you know you have to do it in advance you have to prepare you have to go through through the entire you know um preparation phase when i was reading about you know what it takes to to become an astronaut one of the things that also caught my eye is that once you have been pre-selected, if you're within those fifty people that got selected out of the eighteen thousand applicants, you have to undergo. Initially, you have to undergo a two-year training, and within those two years, you're going through, you know, survival training. You're learning technical skills. They give you all the the basic stuff, right? And then one of the skills that you have to become a master in, that you have to absolutely learn, is you have to know how to read, speak, and write Russian, okay? And you can't just say you speak it and write it or you understand it. No, you have to be fluent in the language, You have to adapt this new form of communication because it's, you know, it's the requirement. You have to be able to communicate in this new language that's not the one that we're used to. This is exactly what happens when we learn to manage our mind. We have to adopt a new language. You have to become fluent in speaking the language of your mind managing your mind, understanding why you're feeling certain things, why these thoughts are being triggered at a specific time. You have to learn how to speak your mind's language in a fluent manner that allows you to actually communicate and come in and manage the crisis that's happening internally. It's one of the skills that is going to come in handy at any point in your life, and you don't want to leave it off longer. You know, we have to release that urge for control and learn the new language of managing our minds. Again, when these astronauts are prepping and, you know, preparing and training over these two years, we don't see that. We don't see that. We only see the little bit of time, the fraction of the time in their career that they spend in space. But that's just a fraction of it. And that's exactly how, when we are, you know, in our life, all throughout our life, the crises that we face, the circumstances that we have to learn to manage, they're not our entire life, they're just a fraction of it. And so just like these people, just how they go through you know, this extensive training and they only get to use those skills for a fraction of the time, same thing happens to us. We go, we spend time prepping, we spend time training, we spend time learning the language of our mind. So that when the crisis arises, we use those skills in just a fraction of the time in our lives. And that's how it goes. That's what it's about. We spend months and months of training so that that fraction of our life when the crisis is happening, we can apply our tools, we can manage our mind, and then we can move forward. And I love that. I love that because we get to practice in the calm. We get to develop our skills when life feels comfortable so that when life does not feel as comfortable, when life gets harder, we already have our skills in the bag and we don't have to think twice about them. So start thinking about that. What skills, what language do you need to learn? How do you need to know yourself better. What can you do to actually get to know your mind better? Get to know what hurts, what makes you happy, what triggers your thoughts, what puts you into a distress mode, what relaxes you, what's difficult for you to manage at this point in your life. In what area of your mind do you need to spend time training so that when the crisis comes up, You don't have to go in empty handed because you're going to be equipped and you're going to know how to manage the situation and come out stronger on the other side. Please spend time getting to know your mind so that you can learn how to manage it. And again, the routine that you make in getting to know your mind is going to be key in actually learning how to manage your mind. So I hope that you stop resisting, you release control, and that you take on the responsibility to learn how to manage your mind by actually spending time with yourself. And if you need to seek out professional help, hey, you know, we're always here to help. So I really, really hope that you give this some thought. And you know, until next time. And let me just remind you that I am on social media and I would love to connect with you. So if you want to come on over, I'll be waiting for you. And I'm really, really eager to hear your thoughts.